Father's Day to all the dads in the house. Come on now. Any dads in the house? Let me say, yeah. Kind of weak, guys. I get it. I get it. Moms, Mother's Day, they get the reservations. They get all, all, all the crazy stuff. And dads are like, yeah, we got dates. Father's Day, right? I think uh, my son was telling me, he goes, you know, Dad, Mother's Day is like the number two number two ranked holiday in the U.S. And that's, that's pretty true. It's pretty close to that. Father's Day, we're somewhere behind Groundhog's Day, I believe. Somewhere around there. Uh, no, we, we say to Dad, today we honor you, all the dad, all the men in the house, we honor you. And if you're in the house of the Lord today, I am especially proud of you. I'm especially proud of you. And ladies, can we let all these men in the house know how proud you are that they have chosen to be in the house of the Lord today? I want, I want to talk to you about the thought, what, what choice will you make? What choice will you make? Today's message will not only be geared to our fathers, but geared to everyone in the house. And you got to ask yourself, what choice will you make? We live in a time in society when choices and options are so rapid, right? We have so many choices every year, more and more choices tests. Technology improves, that things advance. Uh, we have so many choices. How do you remember when, you know, when you had, growing up, that you, you had cable and they had this wire that stuck out of your TV and ran into a box about this size, and it had like 12 channels, and then it had three rows of 12 channels, and you had to move the knob from row A, row B, or row C, and you pushed the button, remember down? And I remember when we went from three channels plus PBS. So we went from three channels to like 36 when we got cable. I was like, wow, this is so awesome, you know. And then nowadays we don't have 36 channels. We have, you know, satellite has 800 channels. Your streaming services, Netflix, Hulu, all the, even them all there, Amazon, all got thousands upon thousands. Does anybody have the same problem I do? I spend longer trying to pick something out than I do actually watching the movie or show. Why? Because there's too many choices. Uh, sometimes I miss just having four choices, you know what I mean? Uh, but we had given me all these choices to make, and our life is an overload uh, of choices we're trying to make. Uh, you know, there's a lot of choices today. And... I was thinking about this. Our, our children are just so bombarded with so many choices. I mean, we had choices to make. Now they have multitude and multitude of choices they can choose every day. Matter of fact, they're so brilliant that we've now come up with, we used to have male and female, and now we've got 78 gender pronouns that you can choose from. But let me be very clear today, there may be 78, there may be 178, there may be 7,000 that people come up with, but all those choices originated from a male and female. How many know, right? And today we've got to make sure that even though all choices aren't healthy, all choices are not healthy for us, they're not healthy for our children, for your grandchildren, Today, in Genesis 126, 127, look what it says. So God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God. He created them. What did he create? Both male and female, he created them. 
And it is amazing how that has lasted for decades and decades and thousands of years. That has always been the science. But all of a sudden, out of the last 10 years, now we've come up with so many more options. What, what is going on? Why so many options now? Uh, could it be the fact, uh, just giving you my personal opinion, what I believe in my spirit, there is a move to move away from manhood. There is a move after your son, after your daughter, and especially after the men. Uh, Satan is trying to do everything because without a lack of a strong man in the presence of the family, families are corrupt, families fall apart, families don't have what it needs to take. Without God at the center, number one, God can do a miracle and you keep God there, that's where it needs to be. But God is always designed to have strong men and women involved in the household. And so today, let me tell you, it's time for you to man up today. Dad, you need to man up today. You need to look up and say, you know what, I got to lead by example. I don't let the world choose for my children. I've got to lead by example for them. Men today, hear me very strongly today. I want you to hear this. It's okay to be a strong, godly man. It's okay to be a strong, godly man. Matter of fact, there is where the favor and blessing of the Lord lie. Lady, it's okay to be a strong, godly woman today. Don't let anybody come in and take that away from you. Don't let anybody come in and try to change you. Well, we're, our children need choices. We're, we're, we're messing with their, we're messing them up when we don't get, no, we're messing them up by allowing so many choices in their life. Well, they wanted to be this, they wanted to be that. When they were eight, listen, if we let everybody choose what the world would be when they were eight or nine, we'd all be policemen, firemen, cowboys and Indians, right? We'd all be something like that. Why? There's a reason why we don't let them decide at eight or nine because their brains are always changing. Giving people puberty blockers at the age of 10, 11, messing up their body for life. Who knows what they want to be when they're 10? Who knows what they want to be when they're 21? More or less when you're 10 or 12? God has never designed us to operate that way. He created us both in his image, both man and woman in his image. God has a plan for us today, and we've got to make sure that we're leading. Men, I need you to be strong in your home. I need you to raise up strong, godly men. Women, I need you to raise up strong, godly boys. I need you to raise up strong, godly women in your house. Remember what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Adam and Eve had one choice that was wrong and all these other great choices. Our life is a sum total of the choices we make. But the great news is this, even though we've chosen wrong choices in our past and we've made some bad mistakes, God can redeem, right? God redeems us. God can restore to us everything that the enemy meant for good. God can turn it, meant for bad. God can turn it around for good when you surrender your life to him. But God always gives us choices. Matter of fact, God always gives us two choices. Kind of like my mom when I was growing up. My parents gave me two choices when they brought it to the dinner table, right? Anybody remember you had parents like that? You had two choices of dinner, take it or leave it, right? You know what that is? God's not quite that bad, but he does say this. It's God's way or our way. He gives us a choice. God is a sovereign God, 
and he gives us freedom of choice. Love without freedom of choice is not love, it's robotic, okay? And so he, he's not looking for robots, he's looking for people who will choose to love him. He's looking for people who will choose to follow him. He's looking for people who will choose to do the God thing. He's looking for people who will choose to stand for him. We can choose which way we want though. He gives you that freedom. You can choose your way or you can choose God's way. He gives us that choice, but we cannot choose the consequences of our choices. There's gonna be consequences when you follow your way versus God's way. And I can't, I can't get around that. I can't choose my way and then cry about the life choices that I've made and then everything I'm going through, why am I going through so much trouble in my life? Why has my family suffered so long? Listen, I'm telling you that when you choose God, it's not the perfect way, but God always makes your way perfect. Come on now. I'm telling you that he is the God who takes our mistakes and can redeem them back to him. He takes the bad choices we make and he forgives us, brings us his grace, his love, and he teaches us. But we must choose God's way or our way. It's a freedom of choice. Real manhood today, hear me today, real manhood starts with a God choice, not your choice. Real manhood is not doing what I want. When I was young, I chased foolish things after my selfish, foolish desire. But as I grew in wisdom, I said, I lay down my will, not my will, but yours, Father. Why? Because I know his ways are better than my ways. I know his ways are blessed. My ways are cursed. His ways bring happiness and peace. My ways always end up getting me into a mess. And so it's important that we realize Joshua 24, 14 and 15. I want to spend the rest of our time in this two verses today. Remember Joshua has leading the children of Israel, him and Moses are leading the children of Israel out of, out of Egypt. And then they wander in the desert for 40 years. Now at the end of that time of 40 years, God lets Joshua take over. It says, Moses, you're not going to enter into the promised land, but Joshua is going to take over. And Joshua began to lead the people of Egypt back into the promised land. And look what he says. He, he was kind of getting upset here. Because even though God had led them and though God had, had blessed them and that God had brought them out of slaves and captivity, uh, there was something still going on. They, they were trying to serve the gods they used to serve. They were trying to serve the gods of the new land they were entering. And God was, their God was just kind of in the mix of all of that. So look at, look at Joshua's response to them all. He stood up very boldly. Now, fear the Lord and serve him with faithfulness. Throw away your gods and ancestors you worship beyond Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors serve beyond Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are now living, but as for me, in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And he was addressing something here that was really important because they were hanging on to the gods of the past and they were already starting to look at serving the gods of the new land they were coming to invade. 
They were looking at the gods and, and Joshua was like, what are you doing? Some of you are hanging on to the past. Some of you are trying to just fit in with what culture is trying to bring you right now. And Joshua said, make it very clear. Then the children of Israel, the problem is the children of Israel had left Egypt, but they still had the spirit of Egypt inside of them. I wonder how many of us are there. Some of us have left the world, but we still got the world inside of us, right? We're still struggling with the choice. We're still struggling with the choice. We want to follow after God's way, but we're trying to hang on to the gods of the past. We're trying to hang on to the idols of the past in our life. They wanted the blessing of God. They all wanted the promised land. They were all excited. Everybody wanted the promised land. But not all of them wanted to surrender to God. See, they want the blessing without the serving. They wanted the blessing without the commitment. They wanted the blessing of God while they chose their own way. Many people want the benefits of God without choosing to serve God. But make it very clear, you must choose this day whom you will serve. Look at this statement. Don't don't let the place you're living in define the choices that you make. Let me say it again. Don't let the place you're living in define the choices that you make. You are greater than the place you are living in. Your God is bigger than the place you are living in. His blessing is greater than the place you are living in. The favor of the Lord is greater than the place you're at right now. Why yield and let culture define your morals, your guidelines for your family? Instead say, I'm going to stand up as for me and my house. We're going to serve and follow the Lord. Look at this. Joshua made a choice, not by the culture around him, but the God inside him. Too many of us are letting the culture define our choices. Too many of us are letting society define our parenting skills. Too many of us are letting society uh, define our church attendance. Too many are pitting, letting the, the society change the way we call each other. Too many of us are falling into the trap of culture leading the way as did the godly men standing up in the culture and said, as for me in my house. We're going to follow the Lord. Men, if anything, if anything, he has made more powerful an influence in life. If there's anything in your life that you've made a more powerful influence, it becomes an idol. Anything that we follow more than God's way, it becomes an idol. Anything we love more than God becomes an idol. Anything we desire more than God becomes an idol. It's easy to happen. We get caught up. So it's up to us as men and women that we come along and we double check our heart and our priorities and say, God, is there anything that I'm more passionate about than you? Why is that important? Because I want to let you know something today. Maybe no one's ever told you this, but I'll tell you. God will not take second place in your life. Listen, he, he wants to be numero uno in your life. Amen. Come on, somebody. 
Say arriba. Come on now. We're going we to talk about the gospel today. God doesn't want any other idols before him. It's been in his commands all throughout scripture, all the way back to the original commands. He says we're not to have any God before him. And so it's up to us as men to make sure that our households are not following anybody else more than we're following the Lord. As for myself, I've got to do this. Joshua made declarations. Quickly, let's break it down. First of all, number one, he, he made a personal declaration, didn't he? He goes, as for me, as for me, as for me, no one can make the decision to follow God but you. What are you saying? I mean, no one can make the decision for you to follow God. You must, male, female, both. You must take the initiative. You must take the lead. You must take the stand that you say, as for me, I don't know who else is going to be here, but I'm going to be there. I don't know who else is going to follow God's commands, but we're going to follow her to our best, the will of the Lord. I don't know who else is going to hold true to the Bible, but we're going to hold true to it. Used to, it was everywhere, right? Bibles were allowed everywhere. They were on our public buildings and our public schools. They were in our public courthouses. As they go away, they continue to get less and less important. Now they're not only off those public places. Now they are looked at as irrelevant to you. <laughs> they're not important. They are out of date. They are not trans people taking translations, twisting around, putting their own input into it. How many know we are to reject that and we hold true God's words the same yesterday, today, and forever? We must hold true to it. It used to be easy to make that stand because it was everywhere. Now, Dad, you got to make a stand when it's not the most popular decision. Now, Dad, you must declare. Now, Mom, you must declare for yourself. It's a personal decision. You got to declare it. As for me. I don't know what the rest of you people are going to do, but as for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to follow the Lord. Society will try to squeeze that out of you. They will try to push that out of your heart and your spirit and tell you you are following something that's dead. They will come out and they'll take the one negative and they'll try to spread it across every bad thing. I mean, I'm telling you what, there's the, every time a church pastor fails, people are making posts on Facebook. Oh, that's why I'm not going to church. That's why I'm not going there. I'm never going back. They're full of hypocrites and people out trying to do this and that but you know ever imagine when it happens in the school we don't stop sending our kids to school when they mess up in my favorite restaurant I don't stop going out to eat but, but when it happened what I'm saying is this is that society is going to do everything it can dad to get you to step down no you step up now more than ever you got to step up with boldness and declare personal decoration. I don't know what everybody else is going to do, but as for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. It's a personal ladies today. You got to make that personal decision as for me, I will do what's right. Even when the majority maybe becomes a minority, I must do what's right. And number two, it was a family decoration. Joshua said, as for me, and what? And my house. He made a family decoration. The first one was as for me, it's personal, and then for my house. And what he was saying is, I can't choose for your house. I don't rule your house. I'm not in charge of your house. 
But this right here is what I lead. This is what I'm in charge of. And all I can tell you is this, you guys can do, you can serve the gods of this, you can serve the gods of culture, you can serve whatever you want to do, but as for me and my house, we're going to follow the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. Dads, today, you don't only declare for yourself, you got to declare it for your children and your family. Joshua takes responsibility for his family. As for me, and whatever my wife decides, and whatever, if the kids want to, they can or don't have to, it's all fine. They'll make, they'll make their choice. We, we don't see any of that, do we? We don't see any of that, that trying to be politically correct. What we see is a man stepping up and say, I take responsibility for my family. As for me, and the best of my ability, we're going to leave my household in the name of the Lord. We're going to follow after God. Joshua took responsibility for his family. Men, fathers, hear me today. You are responsible for your family. What choices are you teaching them today? Men, we have a lot of things. Ladies, we have a lot of things to teach our children, don't we? But if all I teach my children is how to hit a ball, how to catch a ball, how to score a touchdown, how to fish, how to hunt, how to build, how to make money. If all I'm teaching them is those things, all of those things will pass away. There's only one thing that will remain, and that is their relationship with the Father. I don't know, I don't know how it's all going to play out at the very end. I know we all stand before the Lord and must give account. And I, I don't, I, don't, I hate to imagine fathers standing there with their children. And when God looks at them, says, depart from me, I never knew you. Your name's not here. It's not here. The children look at their dad like, dad, why didn't you tell me? Dad, why didn't you lead me? Dad, why didn't you have me in church? Dad! Pastor Gene, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about eternity. Dad, step up. Lead the way. As my children become adults, I've told them all, you must choose for yourself. You got to choose for yourself if you're going to serve the Lord. You must choose for yourself how you're going to follow the Lord. I've told them all that. But one thing they didn't have a choice is when they were 9, 10, 12, 14, 16, and we were going to the house of the Lord, they couldn't say, I don't feel like going today. They dared not say, I stayed up all night playing video games, so I can't go to church because I know they've lost those video games for about three months, okay? What I'm saying is this, is that we don't give our kids a choice to go to school. We don't give them a choice to mature. We don't give them, why? Because we know what's best. And they will have to make a choice on their own. But let me hear you today. You got to make a choice, dad, to lead the way. So when they are old enough to make their choice, that comes from a place of experience. It's, it's just what we do. We stand on the word of God. We follow after the heart of God. We serve God. And if nobody else goes, that's all right. We're going to be there. 
I'd lead, I'd lead. Dads, you take responsibility. It's a decision for yourself. It's a decision to lead your family. What will you choose? We gotta choose our sons and daughters at those who are under God's authority are in authority. We gotta tell them, look at this statement. We gotta tell them those who are under God's authority are in authority. What do you mean? We gotta tell them that as you put God first, you're gonna have the greatest success in your life when you put God first in your life. It's there that you walk in full. Everything you're looking for is found when you totally sell out to God. Have you ever declared as for me in my house? Have you ever declared as for me in my house? Have you ever made that decision? I will follow the Lord. Have you ever declared as for me in my household? Well, I, uh, no, it's time. Listen, we, we can't stop. Joshua says that serving the Lord seems undesirable to you. He's saying you choose. If serving God's undesirable for you, then make that choice. But quit trying to have the blessings of God and not stand up for the things of God. Joshua says, as for me and my household, we won't just follow the culture. That's what he said. You, some of you are starting to follow the culture of here. Some of you are already starting to serve. So everybody else is serving these different gods. This is how they're worshiping. Idols will say they're worshiping. And some of you are already following. In. You're feeling the pressure to follow in. He says, no. Listen, you've you got, you got to make a decision. Make a decision. Stand up for what's right. Number three, it's a cultural decision. It becomes, number one, a personal decision. Number two, a family decision. Then it becomes a decoration of culture. What do you mean? That means I just simply, I don't have to, I don't have to be anything other than who God's called me to be, but I don't have to back down from culture. I don't have to be out there being a nuisance. I don't have to be out there in anybody's face. I don't have to be out there waving signs. I don't have to be out there making a protest, but I can do this. As for me and my house, we're going to follow the Lord. If serving God is not desirable to you, then so be it to you. But as for me and my family, as for those under my care, as for those under my authority, we will serve the Lord. You got to stand up to culture because culture is trying to shove its values down your throat and come against everything that God says is holy. And you got to be willing to stand up against culture. We're at that day. Who'd have thought in America we'd have to stand up against culture to live out a biblical lifestyle, but that's where it's at. And it's no longer just a culture of what's right and wrong, but now it's what's perverse. What's unimaginable? What makes no sense at all? But Jesus said, listen, in those last days, right? We, we are not shocked in the last days. The Bible declared that this is the kind of thinking that would come and entering into the last days. Don't be shocked by it. People are not thinking in their right mind. People, when we, you just, you, there's no way people are using any reality at all in decision making. They are following blindly after an agenda to take away the manhood of the families in our area, to take away the womanhood of my strong mothers today. And they want you to be all about me, myself, and I, whatever I want. No. Today it's a cultural decision. I'm going to follow the Lord. He didn't just make it private. He made it publicly. Listen, you people could do anything you want to do. 
But as for me, I'm making it known. I'm going to follow the Lord. It reminds me of, of Joe Clark. Remember Principal Joe Clark from Lean On Me? Come on now. How many like that? I, I love that movie back in the 80s, and Morgan Freeman played him so greatly. And Joe Clark is a teacher who was at Eastside High in, in 1967, I believe. He got, he got demoted to an elementary school because he was trying to lead a radical change there in the school district. And he was put on the back burner. Then 20 years later, Eastside High became one of the lowest, it became the lowest ranked school in, in New Jersey. The government was about ready to take over the school and get rid of all the leadership and go in and take charge itself because the test scores had become so low. Gang violence had taken over the school. Rape, drug use, beatings all day long, every day. School was out of control. And so they needed someone who was radical, so they went after Crazy Joe, they called him. I said, you're the only man for this job. Of course, if you watched the movie, you see he went in and he had one mission in mind. And that was to bring, to elevate those students back up to a place where they knew they needed to be. That they were worth something, they had value and they, they could pass their basic reading and writing skills. And 33% of them had only passed out of 100% of the student body. Only 33 had passed just a basic low level reading. So his goal was to get it up to 75% by the end of the year. And he had to do whatever. The first day, he goes in and expels 300 students. He said, you've been here five years. If you ain't got it by now, you ain't going to get it. Most of you are selling drugs, fighting, doing all this chaos. Buy and see, and expel 300 students in one day. No wonder they called an emergency meeting that night and tried to have him fired. And he walked in that meeting and said, you called me here to do a job and I can't be aware, I can't be worried about who I'm going to offend. I can't worry about the 300 who don't want to learn. I've got 27 other 100 students who got to grow and got to learn. I got to worry about them. So if it offends you that I'm hard on the drug dealers and gangbangers, I, I, I don't apologize. They were getting into the schools even after he kicked them out. The students were letting them in through the fire escapes, letting them come in the doors, and they'd be selling drugs during the hallways, beating up other students. And so he ordered the doors to be chained, going against fire code. They tried to arrest them. They tried to have them fined. They tried to have them demoted. They tried to have them fired. And he said, I don't care. I know it's not the safest thing, but it's a lot better to have the chains around these doors right now than to let those people back in. I got to protect these students that I'm trying to elevate. I can't let them back in. And he carried around the bat and told the drug dealers, come and see me if you're ready. None of my students are going to be back into your care anymore. He was radical. He was crazy. Culture could not understand, define. But it took that for that school. It took someone as crazy as Crazy Joe to step up and do whatever went against culture to change. And of course, he did change it. He did elevate it. And he did bring them all back up. And why? Because he did even the things he stood up to the culture and said, this culture must change. Dads, I wish I had some dads that would demand. No, 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 no. You're not going to just follow culture. You're going to do things according to what God wants you to do. 
When you're an adult, you'll have to make that decision on your own. But for now, you're going to choose to follow the Lord. We're going to choose to follow him as a family. As a father, sometimes you got to be willing to take the hit. Dad, sometimes the quarterback's got to be willing to take the hit on the fourth and one. He's got to be willing to put his body on the line for what's best for the team and take the hit. Dad, sometimes you got to be the one out there in front of the kids saying, no, no, be mad at me. Don't be mad at them. They're not saying no, I'm saying no. Well, why can't, why can't my kid have snapped out at 10? All the other kids are having it at 10 years old. Can't, because you, you do you and your family. But my kids aren't going to have it. Why? Because I know the danger. And I want to put them there. Your kids may keep the phone all night, but at 12 years old, my kid's going to be turning the phone in at night. Why? Because I'm not going to let them be alone with that, all that to be able to come into the room at night. Why? I'm protecting my family. Everybody, uh, listen, you are to take the hit, Dad. They're not always going to like it. They're not always going to understand it right now. But there'll come a time they'll realize Dad took the hit for me. Dad made a correct decision in my life. Maybe you didn't have a, a good father growing up. Maybe you had no father growing up. How can I choose, Pastor? I don't even, listen, you, someone's got to break the cycle. Somebody, quit using that for an excuse and turn it around and use it for motivation and say, all right, the next generation is going to know who their dad is. The next generation is going to have a dad who protects them. The next generation is going to have a dad that says, that's for me and my house. Somebody's got to break it. Let it be you, Dad. Let it be you, Mom. You can choose to change the next generation. You can choose to break the cycle. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Have you ever made that choice? Today, if you're here and you're a man of the house, have you ever made that choice? I'm going to choose to follow the Lord. How many today, any men in the house want to raise your hand and say, Pastor, as for me and my house, I'm going to choose. Anybody, raise your hand about you guys. Come on. Come on. Say, Pastor, why don't you have us bow our heads? Because it's a public stance. Sometimes you make a public stance. If you can't do it here, you won't do it out there. This is the easy place. Come on, man. If that's you, say, I'm choosing this day. I'm choosing this day. Maybe you've been weak in the past, but you're choosing today. Stand on your feet, guys. If that's you, stand right now. Say, I'm choosing this day. I'm choosing this day. I'm choosing this day. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm not going to let culture intimidate me. I'm not going to let culture define my house. I'm not going to let culture define my grandchildren. I'm not going to let culture define how we follow the Lord. I'm not going to let culture, I'm making a stand. As for me and my house, we're going to follow the Lord. Remain standing. Put your hands toward these guys standing up, ladies, around you. Every guy 18 and over, if you're not standing up, stand up right now. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, well, I thank you for godly men who are not afraid to stand up and make a declaration as for me and my house. And Lord, I pray right now for every man standing that, God, you would give them the strength and the boldness to lead their personal life, their family, their children, their grandchildren. God, they would stand up to culture. And God, they would be godly men who lead with a solid purpose 
of declaring, as for me and my house, we will continue to serve the Lord. God, right now, I pray for a spiritual boldness to rise up in the men of the house. Father, in Jesus' name.